Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, it started in the bathroom. Also, the Department of Justice wants answers from the Eagle Forum. And Attorney General Steve Marshall says he'll target VA doctors. Go all Rambo? Nah, Bopee. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hi, I'm just happy uh, that, uh, that Angie's not here so, uh, so nobody talks over me this week. <laughs> the emails do come. The emails do come. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, sort of a surprising uh, uh, development over the week, and uh, this actually started happening in mid-August, but the Department of Justice has subpoenaed uh, a ton of records from the Eagle Forum of Alabama and also from the East Southeast Law Institute, which is headed up by Eric Johnston. And what the Department of Justice wants is all their information Regarding the uh, the uh, what is called the child uh, the vulnerable child compassion and protection act. Mm-hmm. Now that is the act that makes it illegal for a doctor to prescribe uh, treatment to children with gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it would send a, a doctor to jail for ten years or so if they got convicted of prescribing medication for transgender kids. Uh, Josh, this, this, is, this is actually a big deal, that mm-hmm. they want all these records, they want all emails, they want all communications from the Eagle Forum and Southeast Law Institute with lawmakers and with each mm-hmm. other and all that. Yeah, it is. It is a big deal. Uh, you know, it, this is one of those acts that uh, uh, the actual intent of the bill is opposite of the name because uh, this is actually not protecting vulnerable children. Uh, it's actually, as we've learned from from numerous doctors who are involved with these treatments, uh, it's it's actually putting children at at, at great risk uh, to suicide and, and other issues. Um, and and yeah, you're right. The um, it's a big deal that we're we're talking about exploring the processes in which this, this legislation gets passed um, and, and what sort of influence these various groups have, whether it be, and, and I can only assume uh, that they are looking at, may, at possibly the, the religious portion of this and, and what sort of impact uh, religion is playing on, on some of these bills that are being passed and, and how these groups are, you know, helping out with that process. Uh, and I use helping out because I think that's the kindest way to put it. Uh, and we'll see exactly yeah. what the Department of Justice says uh, they were doing, whether they term it helping out or something a little more nefarious. Well, now, Susan, uh, Eric Johnson, who is a, I mean, an honest guy, mm-hmm. you can't say, I, 
I don't have a bad word to say about no. Eric uh, as far as being a person. Of, I could say character. so if you if you're looking. I'm mean, not about his character. No, I'm not going to say anything about his character. No, about but, his character. Uh, yeah, about his character. Yeah, but <clears throat> but I will say. Well, we get into issues of character. I think that you know some of the bills he's passed has harmed a lot of people, or has helped to pass, or has. And has okay, written, well, I, uh, I I don't find him a dishonest individual. In I don't. I don't find no. He, I I believe he he goes for what he believes in. Yes, he uh, does. He does. He does. Yes. Okay. I, but he admits, Susan, that the Eagle Forum contacted him to help write this legislation, mm -hmm. and that he was also in contact with the bill sponsors, Wes Allen and and Chris Pringle. Uh, during all this writing. Now, not unusual, is it? No, it's not unusual for, you know, some of these groups or lobbyists to assist in writing bills. <coughs> it happens every day because most lawmakers down there don't know how to spell, much less write a bill. So that... that it's a little hard. Well, it's true. I've seen some of their spellings. Uh, so it's not uncommon. However, I think with this bill, they had to know this was coming. They had to know there was going to be some pushback from somewhere uh, on, on, on <clears throat> drafting this bill to start with. Now, earlier this week, we checked, uh, and there have not been uh, subpoenas filed for Wes Allen or Chris Pringle. Uh, they, they may be forthcoming. Who knows? Uh, Lyles Burke, the Trump appointee, federal judge, mm -hmm. had blocked the major portion of this, which is uh, prescribing medication for transgender mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, other parts of it he left in place. Uh, the thing that I always come back to, and I don't think this is a Republican idea or a Democratic idea. I think this is an American idea that health things within inside the family, decisions mm -hmm. made within inside the family, should be made within inside the family without the government intervention. I mean, Josh, you know, this country is sort of founded on you. You get to do what you want to do as long as you're not harming someone else. But yeah. all of a sudden. The Republicans have taken on this nanny state, state of mind, which used to be the the purview, at least some people believe, of the Democrats. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's all on these issues of sex mm -hmm. and uh, sexual activity and things like that. I start to wonder if these guys aren't a little obsessed with this stuff yeah. in a very unhealthy way. Yeah, I, I think there, there's obviously some unhealth there, but I, I also this is these are the sort of things you do when you don't have real policies, and so you you attract attention to things that um, you know regular people quote unquote find icky or off-putting in some manner, and you distort them to the point where uh, you can uh, raise outrage over them. And that's what they've done with this. They, they've misconstrued yeah. this idea of what's taking place between these kids and their doctors. Nobody is right. doing anything permanent to these kids. They're just trying to help no. them through through a, a, a an extended process uh, that goes into helping these kids that are having these issues. Um, and it has been proven to work. It has been proven uh, to save their lives and not doing it has been proven to have the opposite effect. And so and that they have turned this into this icky sort of a thing where we're protecting these children that are having these permanent surgeries done. And that's not happening anywhere in this country. No, it's not. No, no it's, it's not. not. I mean, this all started in, in 2016 yeah. with North Carolina's infamous bathroom bill. They, they wanted to poke their heads in everybody's bathroom to see their business. And, and you know, I, I'm reminded that Phil Williams, yes. the former senator, he was the king of the bathroom bill here in Alabama, and he got so much ridicule.
because they even the senators would say, well, Bill, you're going to put monitors outside the bathrooms to figure out <laughs> who can come in and who can go out. Yeah. And, you can, know, can you lift your skirt there, ma'am? Yeah, I mean, so, it, you know, we know that this is something that has been cooked up to try to rile the base, the Republican Party, and right. it has nothing to do with protecting well, children. Well, they can't go after uh, LBGTQ community. That's not cool anymore. So they had to find somewhere to go with this idea, and they landed on children of all things. Well, yeah. you know, the children are our future. We must protect them and let them lead the way. <laughs> all right, Michael. Yeah. All or right. pander Look. by using them. Oh. You know? Yeah, exactly. Use the children. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The Bee, the voice of Alabama politics. I'm Donald Trump, and I love Alabama. As many of you know, there are a few issues facing our nation as important as election integrity and election fraud. This is why the people of the great state of Alabama must work together to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. So get out, register to vote, and get a photo ID so you can make your voice heard and decide the future of our great country. Thank you. There seems to be a new wave of aggressive driving lately. You see those people, they are the ones that are tailgating other people because they have to get through their destination now. Weaving in and out of traffic looks like they could care less about who's around them. There's no one else on the roadway. They're the only one there. Aggressive driving can be the difference between life and death. All because somebody thought they needed to be the front of the line and get there first. Slow down. Don't be the reason that someone else doesn't go home tonight. My dog Jupiter is frightened. When I climb too high, the owl said, Monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to the B, the voice of Alabama politics. Uh, a lot of controversial. Uh, issues this week that uh, we've had, we have to deal with. Uh, the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, Susan, has said that, that it will begin offering uh, abortions uh, at their clinics in cases of rape and incest or the life of the mother. Uh, this is a first. The VA used to never offer any kind of abortion counseling or anything, but they, this has been implemented at the federal level because of the state said, like Alabama, that it banned abortion even in the cases of incest, rape, and I think even the health of the mother is not really considered. Uh, but Steve Marshall, with all his infinite wisdom, uh, has gone all Rambo and said that he would target the VA doctors. Now, if he, if he, if he targets them, they could face up to 10 years in prison. I don't think he could do that, but Instead of taking logic, he's like, he's he's going all around. Well, Steve, calm down, okay? These are federal doctors. They don't fall under your same purview. These are federal lands. These are federal employees. Uh, federal Trump state kind of in that, from my understanding. But yeah, I mean, they, they've said this. They, they, they've said that they're going to uh, make this available to all states, to all of the military. 
And I don't really think there's anything the states can do about this. Well, I mean, the, the, it said, the VA said under the new rules that their mm -hmm. employees may not be held, held liable yeah. under the state or local or, re, or regulations for reasonable, reasonably performing their duties. But mm -hmm. Josh, uh, Steve Marshall's grandstander. I, I mean, this is going to yeah. end up in court, but there you go. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, uh, laws and stuff have, have never stopped Steve Marshall from pandering before, so why start now? Um, right. You know, th and that's all it is. Uh, he's not. Uh, if they arrest one of these doctors over there, it, it's, they know, they know that it's, uh, it's for show. Uh, you know, I, I, I have my suspicions that it's never going to be, that that's never going to happen. Uh, but if it, let's say that it does, and, uh, you know, this is Susan's right. Uh, this federal laws, Trump state laws, and this is not something that's ever going to amount to anything in this state. And so we're, we're talking about somebody just basically screaming at a windmill, uh, here to draw attention to himself and, and to prop himself up as, I, I don't know, some sort of a right wing savior of some sorts. Uh, but the fact of the matter is here's, here's what gets me is the majority of the people in Alabama believe that, uh, abortion should be legal in the cases of rape, incest, and the health of the mother. Uh, mm -hmm. I, the, the, I mean, we, yes, I think a lot of people in this state want limits on abortions, but I believe uh, wholeheartedly, if you look at the polling on this and you look at what people believe and you look at the way elections are going uh, around this country and, and even into the South and into red states, uh, they want those exceptions there. They want that availability because they don't like the idea of children being forced to have incest babies. You know, that's just a fact. Yeah. And with Steve Marshall, let's let's keep in mind here, folks. The only thing Steve Marshall is railing against is because that gets him a step closer to the next highest office he wants to be in. He doesn't follow through on anything. He just screams about it and then goes to the corner and shuts up for a while. Well, I said instead of Rambo, he's more like little Bo Peep. You know, he's lost yeah. his sheep, but he's trying to mm -hmm. find it. But, uh, you know, you bring up a good point, Josh. Uh, women are registering around the nation mm -hmm. in record numbers, and it is being driven by the Dobbs decision. Yep. I mean, 70% uh, of the new voters in Kansas, when they voted to keep abortion legal there, were women. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that in state after state after state where women are registering in higher numbers. Now, we all ask our Secretary of State, John Merrill, if women, if there'd been an uptick in women, women registering to vote. Mm -hmm. And he said that they did not keep records on whether it was male, female, or anything about race. He said they didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Now, Josh, I... <laughs> really? He's got, hey, got about a, a dozen or so press releases on his website touting the uh, increases in African-Americans registering to vote. So they're keeping up some statistics somewhere. Uh, it's just amazing that this was a Democratic ploy uh, that Democrats are, are building up this narrative all of a sudden, and, and he doesn't have any stats to, to, to keep track of it. It's nonsense. Of course they keep track of it. Uh, and, and we know that there's, there's statistics out there that say that there's been an uptick between 6 and 10% in this state. And, and we... Yeah. And, Obviously, we know this is true. We know what's going on nationally. Alabama, while slightly different because we don't have the candidates here necessarily to attract Democratic voters, we do know that women are outraged about what's taking place. Yeah. And they're sick and tired of this stuff. I mean, really, people? Women are incensed and finally, thank God, they're getting to the polls with it. Well, I think the w one thing here is you can be... Uh, certainly be pro-life. Yes, you can. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not a, that's not a, to me. Hey, a, a, one of those lives is the mother's. 
Exactly. exactly. But that's what I'm getting ready to say. But there has to be some common sense here, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we're hearing about 10-year-olds who get pregnant from a relative or something like that, or a woman who's having to carry a baby to term who has half a skull. I mean, yeah. and, and this is just ludicrous. It's barbaric. Oh, listen, there was a lady, uh, there was a woman in Nashville uh, last week who nearly died at the hospital because doctors were afraid uh, to perform an abortion on her ectopic pregnancy that was literally killing her. She sat there for 10 yeah. hours waiting on them to get a legal decision about this. This is handmaid's tale nonsense, and it's got to stop. Well, I think one of the prophetic things in the, rule, the Dobbs ruling is where uh, I think it was Justice Alito said that women are not without voting power. And mm -hmm. so I think we're seeing that women are around the country uh, speaking their minds. And Alabama, of course, not going to change much because there's just no one to vote for. It's all yeah. the Republicans have pretty much sewed up everything, Josh. Yeah, it's, it, you know, the way things have gone, uh, a, a variety of factors uh, have led to a, a pretty slim choice uh, when, you're, when you're looking for somebody to vote for other than the most conservative person on the ballot. Um, you know, and, and the Democratic Party, for whatever reasons uh, that, that have, you know, transpired over the course of the last several years, um, they, they didn't put out a lot of candidates. Uh, you know, there are only a handful of options that are out there uh, that people will realistically vote for. And, you know, I, I'm hopeful that in the future this will lead to something built. But, man, it sure would be nice this year to have some options out there. That well, would be. I think there'd be some changes. Yeah, I, I, I think there would be some changes. I do think there are some common sense uh, Republicans that see this problem. And if women would get on the phone and get in the, you know, talk to these people, it, they, they listen when you complain enough, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Throughout my career, I've seen many crashes, and a lot of the fatalities are from people who haven't worn their seatbelt. Cars have rolled over multiple times. I've had people end up in lakes, um, ravines. I've been looking for people in the woods for a couple of hours before. Usually just about every bone in their body is broken, their organs have ruptured, and typically they die. You want to save a life, just simply click a button and put the seatbelt on. Seatbelts really do save lives. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kiss them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Speed is one of the biggest factors in a fatal car crash. Your car stops, but your body does not stop at the same time. Your body keeps going. You know, and that could be running into your seatbelt, that could be hitting the airbag, something has to stop it. And unfortunately, it's something very hard. There have been times that we've come upon accidents where if people weren't speeding, they'd probably still be alive today. It's truly dangerous and it puts everybody at risk. There's just no point to it. This kind of stuff has got to stop. Welcome back to The B, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, you've done a lot of covering Green Track over in Green County. It's the 
the it's the oldest dog track racing track in Alabama. It's the only minority owned uh, track in Alabama outside of the uh, the Native American casinos. Sure. They they did a twelve a twelve year old tax assessment on Green Track that basically you know is an unfair tax to they any guessed. business. Huh? They guessed at the numbers. Yes. Yeah. They don't call it an assessment. It wasn't. It was a guess. Taxed them at a hundred and six million dollars, and and it's an ongoing saga. But mm -hmm. but this one of the curious things, and you know this better than anybody else, is they they're charging Green Track. This outrageous tax. Mm -hmm. who, who does have a, a, a constitutional right to to have the gaming they have in the as far as paramutual, mm -hmm. but these other casinos in Greene County are operating under a a different tax code. I mean, if Steve Marshall wants to do something, then make sure that they get taxed. That the Department of Revenue is taxing them the same way they're taxing a minority business in Green County. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty weird that the minority-owned uh, casino is the only one uh, subjected to a tax that, listen to this, is greater than 100% of their revenue. Yeah, that's right. Their tax bill for July was higher than their revenue. Not their profits, their revenue, okay? that That's how much the tax on them is at this point. They had They've shut down. Uh, essentially, their casinos there because they are being taxed at, at this rate, uh, and and they're going to have to make some changes or, or just stay shuttered uh, for a while until something else happens. Uh, in the meantime, all the other casinos around them are continuing to operate. It's one of the most unfair things I've ever seen, and I hope. Uh, I, listen, Steve Marshall, the governor, the the <laughs> the revenue department, somebody. Uh, needs to go over and do something about what's taking place here because I got to tell you, you're looking at a federal lawsuit uh, for discrimination uh, out of this, and because uh, I, I mean, it seems like a cut and dried issue. If you're ta if you're taxing somebody that's running the same business at a different rate, then that's got to be a problem that somebody's going to step in and solve. But you know, it, this thing goes back to the to the Bob Riley days, uh, you know, yeah. the anti-gaming things, um, and and they impose this tax where. Uh, you know, this where, where they get them is, and the reason why it's so high is because they've taxed them on essentially fantasy money, uh, where if you right. put a dollar in a machine and you win $10 and then you continue to bet that and you lose the $10, they tax you at $11. Uh, and the excuse is, is, well, the person could have taken the 10 out and left. And, and that's true, except the casino would have been able to count that as a loss and it would have offset everything. Right, uh, the right. way they're taxing them, they don't count the loss. And so they're just right. taxing them at all right. this money. Um, and, and listen, it's, it's just the most unfair thing that I've seen in a while. And you're, the thing that people really re need to realize is you're 100% right about their constitutional right to operate these games. They went through the whole yeah. constitutional amendment process, the same one that you go through to sell liquor in your counties. Uh, they went through that process. The people voted it in at greater than 70%, and they should be able to operate this business and, and, to, and to avoid unfair taxes and an unfair system. Susan, you were going to say something, but I don't want to spend a long time. I, I under, understand, people, listen, they're taxing them at 100%. <clears throat> the, do you want your paycheck taxed at 100%? You know, they're taxing them at 100% of their income. Nowhere uh, yeah. in the United States is that happening. Nowhere in the world is that happening. It, it, well, 
you know, and, and, they, and I'll say too, you know, I, they also prop up a lot of charities uh, and things in, in that county. And, and so, you know, there are a lot of people that are struggling now because th- this thing has, has been taxed at this rate. If it were me, I would hire a slew of attorneys and sue the state. Yeah. <laughs> sue the state. Sue everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, the fact, you know, I, I'll say this, the, the, I, you know, I, I, I've talked to, to Nat Wynn who runs Green Track, uh, you know, what he wants to do, and he's talked to everybody, what he wants to do, bless him, is to work this out and, and, yeah. to, and to talk to people. He wants to follow the law. It's what he's told him throughout this whole thing. Listen, I, I want to follow the law and do what you want me to do uh, here, but we can't operate like this, and you've got to do something to make this fair. And, that's, and he's essentially waiting on them to act and do the right thing. And you've got these renegade casinos over there mm-hmm. that have no constitutional right to operate, who mm-hmm. are not doing, but they're not even getting taxed at the same rate. They're not even getting looked at. Yeah. Uh, but this is outrageous. There is a simple fix to all these problems. Get a constitutional amendment to let the people vote on whether we should legalize the lottery and gaming. Yeah. Well, you know, not to have a few. Uh, yeah. We have a bill I, that everybody likes. We have a bill that everybody likes yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and and the fact is that it's, you know, we have a, a new leadership coming in in the House. Now, we know that the governor's going to stay the same and uh, Greg Reed, He's Senator right. Greg Reed will right. stay Senate President Pro Tem. That's not been the problem. The, the bill that everybody likes has been passed in the Senate twice, right? Yep. Twice, twice. But once it hit the speaker's basket, that's where it went to die. It has oh. just died there. Now, you've got, you know, the a speaker's races is underway between Nathaniel Ledbetter, who is currently the, the major, majority leader, and Steve Klaus, who's uh, one of the big honchos on the... Uh, uh, fin- the finance budget side. chair, yeah, budget yeah, chair, budget, budget chair. chair, and you know both both good guys. But it's going to take leadership mm-hmm. in the house to get this done. Everybody agrees that's not a fool that we need to do it uh, and because we've got gambling. We just mm-hmm. don't get a lot of money off of it, and yeah. you know it's just like Josh. They started Top Golf down in Mobile to set the hope that they could bring in some of that casino money. Uh, over there. Well, guess what? We can bring in a lot of money if you just yeah. let yeah. the get a bill. We've got right? casinos everywhere. Yeah. We're not tasting uh, them. God. You, want a, you want a casino them. money? Yeah, you want casino money? How about you open the casinos? <laughs> what are you doing? Right, we're talking about roughly a billion dollars a year in revenue for the yeah, state. With a and we're talking boats. about uh, 15,000 jobs created from these resort-style uh, places that, that are going to be opened mm-hmm. around yeah. around in these different casino locations. And, uh, what are we doing? What I mean, we would bend over backwards for another industry that would come in and promise such revenue and jobs in this in this state. We would be doing flips and cartwheels, and and I mean, we would give them millions of dollars to do it. These casinos don't want anything but to be able to operate. Let them do it. Well, we just need a bill, and we need to vote on it. Let the people vote. Yep. You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.